into the contest. It's Friday the 15th of April. Good Friday. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and it's a very special day in your household, your holiday household, because it's a birthday for a very special young man. Yeah, Good Friday. It also turns out to be Tom Lee's birthday, mate. So he turns ah, he turns yeah, he turns 7 today. So we're off to Hartley's Crocodile Farm for his birthday. He's very pumped, mate. He can't wait for the for the snake show and to see some cro- Crocodile eat some sort of chicken or something. You reckon it's going to be pretty good? Oh, they're big, the big salties up there. Well, a very happy birthday to Tom Lee. It's Friday. That means we'll be joined by Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker and Melbourne comedian Luca Muller all over the AFL. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. This was intriguing, wasn't it, uh, Shane, what happened in this Brisbane-Collingwood game? It was a tight game and we'll talk to Luca more about that but the the price that a young player played um, or a young player played for something which looked so innocent. Yeah, Harris Andrews uh, from the Lions, and look, he's, he's had a bad couple of weeks. Last week he was penalised um, when he was clearly pushed in the back by Tom Hawkins, and Tom Hawkins went to mm. kick the key goal um, to, yeah. to, to get him home. He, uh, he he was involved in a well, a, a penalty went against him, and he just moved his arms, which which resulted in a fifty metre penalty, and re- pretty much. Uh, cost them a goal. It didn't cost them the match. Lions winning the game 98-91, to 91, a close one between uh, Brisbane and Collingwood. But, uh, yeah, it was a, a, something that really went went against this young punk. Yeah, just a movement, just a slight movement. Yeah. All right, coming up on the show, we are going to talk to Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. He's got some interesting dolphin news. Friday, that means it is Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker time. And Shad, I know that part of your role in life is to keep people laughing. Do you think that you could put a smile on Ricky Stewart's face? <laughs> Mate, there's, not a, there's no comedian good enough <laughs> in the world to try and make Ricky Stewart have a smile at a press conference. I mean, it makes me smile every time I see him struggling at a press conference, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Raiders just, they don't look like a good side this year. It is looking Ooh. great for my predictions of 2022, though. But 12-0 at half time. What, what What is going on with them? Yeah, I think, like, I mean, one of the things with the Raiders this year so far is that kind of playing for the full 80 minutes of the match. But it, at some point you've got to start thinking, is there a problem within this team or is there a problem in the coaching? I mean, you even had White and basically ragging on his players 
after the game saying mm. that, you know, we've got a bunch of guys that just basically had a nap out there. Ricky wasn't mincing words when he said there's, you know, he only named four players. One of them wasn't even Elliot Whitehead who was sitting next to him. <laughs> he only named four players that played well in the match, which is obviously, you know, no one's arguing. White and Papali, uh, Tarpanay, you know, playing Rapana, all playing good footy. But um, this Raiders side just looks like a team of not only two halves, but a team of just two sides. Mm. Yeah, well, I think the, the thing that I see um, with really good coaches, like like the Wayne Bennett's of the world, like like Trent Robinson, they're, they're always very calm, right? And, and they're very consistent in the way that they appear after wins and losses. Ricky Stewart's totally the opposite. He's totally emotional, and you can just see his players almost running scared now. That, that They'd hate to go back in the change room, particularly after that second half they played last night. Oh, and the thing is, the thing is, he can't do it himself. And, and that, that's, yeah. that, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like Justin Langer was great in, the, yep. in that Churchill time where they needed a wartime leader. But, but now, that they can't do it themselves, these guys. Mm. They've got to be the right mentors. They've got to have the right words to get the other guys to do it. And that's part of Ricky's problem is that he holds on that tight that it just bursts. And I think he puts a lot of extra pressure. Oh, look, I think, he, yep. I think he is a good coach. He's proven, he's won premierships. But uh, that, that intensity can sometimes really really, really um, make for a, um, a difficult mix in any sporting team. We are following the Ricky Stewart MO as a coach, though, aren't we? I mean, the team got to the grand final, didn't go well, and then the last two years it's been free-falling. This, yep. is, what, this is what happens to him. So, mm. like, it took a little bit longer at the Raiders for him to kind of start falling. I, to be honest, I would, I would be um, – he'd probably be a hot butt next year. I reckon he's in the hot seat next year if yeah. this team keeps going the way it's going. Because like you said, if you can't galvanise this young group of players and you keep signing UK like stars because it seems like no one really wants to go to the Raiders at the moment either, mm. I think there's big trouble in the capital at the moment. Yeah, there's been there's been some shit slinging between the Rabbitohs and the Bulldogs this week, hasn't there? But, uh, and, and look, obviously it was. Uh, look, if you're you're going to be a cynic, you'd think it was a, a bulldog tactic to try and put the Rabbitohs off their game. It's the traditional four o'clock Good Friday game. Who wins this, Shad? Oh, mate, I think it's I think it's going to be Souths. Um, I still think I think Cody's not going to be what we want him to be this year. How everyone's expecting him to be this explosion of a player, but I still think Souths are just. Too much for the Bulldogs, who were exciting to us at the beginning, but I think we're starting to realise, oh, no, it is still the same Bulldogs side from last year. Yeah. Um, I reckon about 16. South will win by 16. 16 wow, points. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah, That's... we'll have a piece of that. Hey, um, I was just going to say, Shad, it seems that a week's a long time in footy, particularly with the Dolphins. They seem to be getting some real movement. Uh, as of uh, this week even. Yeah, I love this because it's like uh, there's a lot of stories going around at the moment about um, Milford. And in Brizzy, um, I've been hearing from a few people that, you know, if this Milford and Munster situation gets cleared up, one, Milford gets to sign a contract with the Knights, which means he's free to start playing NRL. And the other being if Munster can sign, if they can sign him to the Dolphins. This is what uh, one player who's pretty close to the Dolphins and Wayne said that could be the way the dominoes fall. We've already got the Bromwich brothers up there, Kafusi, mm. Raystone, mm. and Milf is, you know, pretty much a done deal. He's going to go to the Dolphins after he does his one-year stint wherever. Um, mm. If the Munster halves falls, this is what the back line could be for the Dolphins. They've got a Sarko coming in the wing centres. Yep. Reese Walsh has a get-out clause to stay in the Sunshine Coast next year if he doesn't want to leave to New Zealand with the Warriors, and that's looking super likely. Yep. Um, and then Jesse Arthurs apparently doesn't have a place to come back to after his loan finishes 
um, with the Warriors okay. as well and could be heading up to the sunny coast as well in the centres. And then you've got a spine that's essentially Munster, Milford, Reese Walsh throwing it out to Jesse Arthurs and Asako out on the outside. That's a good-looking side. Yeah. Mm. That from, you know, the ashes of, oh, nothing's happening. Add to the fact that they've signed uh, one young gun from Panthers, Katoa, that apparently at the Dolphins, they're saying he's going to be in the top 30 squad immediately. Mm. Um, whether Milford or Munster don't sign, he'll take the other halves role and he'll be yeah. 20 when he decides to put on the jersey. And, and we were saying it, weren't we, that the thing about Wayne Bennett is he'll just sit back like Clint Eastwood and guys will come to him. <laughs> um, oh, the thing I love. That's a strong side. That's pretty. That's a good backline. You probably need a few guys to do some tackling in the middle, but that, they'll, they'll they'll get those. The, the thing I the thing I love most about that was the way that Shane pitched the question. There's been some nice movement at the Dolphins. I don't think there's anything better than some nice movement, is there, Shane? <laughs> what, what about the what about the what about the Broncos Panthers tonight, mate? Can can the Broncos uh, do the unthinkable, mate? I tell you what, they almost did it against the Roosters. There's a side in there that can win these games. I think that's what was proven last week. As much as they stuffed it up by doing that short kickoff, don't get me started. But uh, I think I think this Broncos side could surprise the Panthers. Uh, I know it sounds insane because they're undefeated. I mean, look, I wouldn't bet on it, mm. but I feel I feel like this could be tighter than what we're probably thinking it's going to be. I'm not going to lie. I reckon maybe there'll only be about six six odd points in it. And Shane, where are you right now, mate? You in Melbourne, are you, mate? I'm down in Melbourne doing shows for the comedy festival. So just kicked off this week. So if you want to come along, Shad and Pete save the world. I'm going to be at the Coopers Inn um, from now until the end of the festival. So make sure you go and check it out. Yeah, go and check them out, guys. It's a good, it's a good show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they'll have you laughing in the aisles. Absolutely, Shad. And um, the I did read something in a, uh, an online post from someone uh, quite secretively in a clandestine way that you're actually down there on a dual purpose. You're also doing some work for Wayne Bennett too recruit for the Dolphins. Is that correct? Is there any truth? Can you can you tell us here on Afternoon Sport if there's any truth to that? Look, mate, I can't tell you what happens in the uh, in the bathroom cubicles, mate, down here with these players. <laughs> oh, gold. I love I love Easter football. Um, we, we really are going to see some cracking games and enjoy Melbourne, mate. Will do, boys. I'll chat to you next week. Stay out of those cubicles, mate. <laughs> Coming up on Afternoon Sport, Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. It is Melbourne comedian time. Luca Muller, how are you, my dear friend? That was a good game of footy last night. Brisbane getting the chocolates over Collingwood. Yeah, that was a ripper. That's always a good one. The big uh, Holy Thursday fixture, big sold-out Gabba. You love to see it. What did you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great game. Collingwood has exceeded a lot of people's expectations this year. Obviously, Brisbane got the win in the end uh, and well-deserved, I thought. The scoreline flattered the, the pies a little bit by the end. But yeah, Collingwood pushed them hard and they're doing great. They've had a great start to the year. Luca, do you think they, they got it wrong playing the three big tall guys Mason Cox with his new goggles on um, just seems to be really ineffective <laughs> yeah they need to sort out the balance up there because they look so good in the midfield and obviously they've got the Dacos brothers sort of looking good off the halfback and the front front uh, flank there but they need to sort out that forward balance a bit for sure this is an interesting Good Friday clash tonight with uh, Sydney nobody of course getting uh, that finger operated on Yep, yep. And a West Coast Eagle side, which is is defying the odds. I think everyone at the start of the year thought this team cannot fire a shot, whether it be because of injury, whether it be because of 
COVID protocols, they were just out of it before it started. But they, they are really showing that they've got something. Yeah, I think they're playing with this freedom. You see that sometimes with teams with a lot of injuries or sometimes in like in soccer, in the EPL and stuff, these low-level teams who are playing a higher-level team. When no one expects mm. them to win, they can sort of just, you know, let it fly and do whatever they want to do. And it's paying off for them so far. And I think they'll only get better as the year goes when they get people coming back from, yeah, the COVID protocols and all that. It'll be interesting to see how Sydney goes this week. I think they had a really good scare last week. They, they got home against North Melbourne, but uh, look, it could have went either way. I just think it'll be, it was a really good lesson for the young guys in that Sydney side. I think Sydney will come out and, and hopefully dominate today. I think. Yeah, I hope so. I can see that happening for sure. And it'll be good for them. I mean, sad to not see Buddy playing, but I think it'll be good for them to play without that big forward target and work out a new system. Yeah. Oh, Port Adelaide. Oh, goodness gracious me. Um, (laughs) Oh, they're so passionate too, aren't they, the fans? Yeah, it's, um, it's trouble over there for sure. They need to just do something, anything. And they're playing Carlton. It's going to be a tough game. Not expecting them to win, but if Hinkley has any chance of keeping his job, he just needs to do anything. They need to put in an effort. Well, look, a little bit like Sydney, uh, I mentioned just then, having a scare last week. Carlton coming off a, a loss. I, I think they will regroup and I, I think it's bad news for Port this week. Yeah, I think so. That's the sort of thing that whips the team up and they want to yep. uh, show who they are after a loss like that to Gold Coast last week. The Blues, and yeah, it could be big trouble. Yeah, that was that was out of character. I thought they would have beaten the Gold Coast uh, last week, Carlton in the way that they're going. But still, uh, look, uh, they're having a lot better start to the season than they have in quite some time. Now, let's have a look at the World Game and the Champions League semifinals have been locked in and Man City playing Liverpool again this weekend in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. All the Champions League's games midweek, they've been confirmed. So the semifinals will be Liverpool against Villarreal and Man City against Real Madrid. Uh, Man City just scraped through in a very, very nice game against uh, Atletico Madrid there. Punches thrown, red cards up in the air. It was good last 10 minutes for that. And I know I came on last week and talked about Liverpool and Man City and I'm coming on to talk Mm. about Liverpool-Man City again. They played in the Premier League last week and they'll be facing off in the FA Cup this week. Um, Yeah, I can't wait. I know, like, I'm a big football fan, love soccer, watch it hours every weekend and have for for years. But even I can say it's not always, you know, easy on the eyes. It can be tough to watch sometimes. Sure. But this game, Man City-Liverpool last week, I reckon any fan of any sport could have watched it and loved it. It was just fiery, action-packed, end-to-end, fast-paced stuff. And, yeah, they're going at it again this weekend. So, it should be good. Who, who goes through to the final, do you think? Oh, two, it was 2-2 draw last week. Um Man City probably played a bit better, had a few more chances, but yep. Hart says Liverpool, I reckon. Yeah, and a small tip for anyone going to a soccer match this weekend, get a new hard case <laughs> on your iPhone. Good on you, Luca. Yeah, yeah, drop into the Apple Store before you go. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Have a good weekend. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to Shad Wicker and to Luca Muller and our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsor, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back Monday with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.